while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508 996 is how you can get in the program this evening. So uh, we're exactly seven days out from election today. Uh, we have our election night coverage that you can catch here on South Coast tonight. But in the interim, you can vote up until Friday. I believe it's up until Friday. And you can vote on election day, which is Tuesday, November 8th. So you got four ballot questions to vote on statewide. Uh, if you're in this area, one of them is question three. A lot of people don't know about question three. We've done our best to bring that information to you, but I thought it'd be good to get somebody um, who was very involved in the crafting of question three and, uh, you know, wants to uh, tell us all about it. So we're joined by Robert Mellian of uh, MassPAC. Hey, Robert, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be with the listeners for WBSM. So um, what is MassPAC before we get started? Great question. So the Massachusetts Package Stores Association is the trade group that represents locally owned retailers of beer, wine, and spirits. Our membership is comprised of package stores, convenience stores, independent markets with a, a common purpose. They're all headquartered in Massachusetts, and they all sell alcohol off-premise. So there's off-premise and there's on-premise. On-premise are restaurants or hospitality. Off-premise is the liquor store or the market or uh, the convenience store. So we represent locally owned retailers. We have about uh, 700 and, well, about 750 members uh, who are part of our association uh, and literally from all over the state, including the greater New Bedford, Dartmouth area, we have uh, several members in, in that area of uh, the state of Massachusetts. We're speaking with uh, Robert uh, Mellian of, of MassPAC. We're talking about question three. You you wrote question three, right? I am uh, one of the drafters of question three. I'm one of the primary drafters of question three. Myself and another attorney, uh, Damian Powell, we're the folks who, on behalf of the membership, uh, wrote question three. So what is question three? So question three was drafted um, as a result of a lot of the issues that have been playing out in the alcohol beverage industry over the last couple of decades. Uh, there's been a lot of tension within the industry, a lot of uh, push and pull, uh, mostly due to large out-of-state corporate interests who have gained a foothold in the state, and the problem is once they're in, they try to uh, take over the marketplace. And we've seen that in the past couple of legislative sessions. Three legislative sessions ago, there were 28 bills that impacted uh, retail alcohol. Last legislative session, 81 bills were filed that impacted 
retail alcohol this legislative session, 169 bills were filed that impacted alcohol retail. In the middle of all that, there was the Cumberland Farms ballot question from last legislative session that would have created unlimited food store licenses, uh, and it would have changed a lot of uh, rules and regulations that protect communities. In this environment, going into a session with the potential of a second ballot question attempt by Cumberland Farms and in looking at 169 bills filed to basically wipe your membership out, we filed question three as a means to compromise with these corporate interests and hopefully restore balance in a industry that has been uh, usurped and has been very disrupted over the last uh, several years. So we're speaking with Robert Mellian, um, who uh, who is one of the primary uh, drafters of Question 3. So I wanted to get back. You said that you filed legislation. I know a lot of people. Um, I had a rep, uh, Chris Markey, on. Uh, oh, I know Chris, yeah. He, he had said that, uh, you know, there needs to be some reform, but maybe it's something the legislature should be working on. Right. Um, why? Uh, so, yeah, I don't want to so, use the word circumvent, but why circumvent the legislature? We didn't. So in the legislature, we can't even get, I mean, for two decades, we have been trying to get out-of-state licenses to be accepted as ID in Massachusetts. Every other state in the United States allows a retailer to be able to accept valid ID from another state, except for Massachusetts. Really? In Massachusetts, you can accept out-of-state ID for cannabis, but you can't accept it for alcohol. We're the only state in the country that does this. We've been trying for two decades to fix that. That's incredible. So if you can't even fix that, do you think that we're going to be able to get some stability in the marketplace over the issue of licenses? The answer is no. And that's why out of frustration, we went to the ballot process to get something done. Uh, If we did this legislatively, nothing's going to happen. Uh, So we were, I mean, and it goes, there's good and bad with that, with that 169 bills that were filed, um, yeah, 169 bills that were filed this legislative session. We actually stopped a majority of that legislation from moving forward because very little moves forward. And the problem is, if we didn't get something done, our fear was that Cumberland Farms or Total Wine would have come at us at the next legislative session and wiped us out with a ballot question. So that's why we moved forward here. It was out of frustration that we can't get anything done, that we needed to go to the people because we already went through the legislature and the legislative process for several legislative sessions. So we're speaking with Robert Mellian of MassPAC. He's advocating for question three. He's one of the primary drafters of question three. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting bombarded with... Um, with direct mail, uh, I've gotten a bunch today. Yeah, I got, not I got, from us. I got five, right. Well, that's the thing. I've gotten five pieces of direct mail. One of them, I guess, from your opponents in this uh, election, which is it would actually be from all of our opponents. There's one opponent. Uh, it's one opponent who's been saying the same stuff. And look closely at it. It says Massachusetts fine wine and spirits. There's nothing Massachusetts about that. Massachusetts fine wine and spirits. That's total wine. That is their corporate name. Total Wine is based in Bethesda, Maryland. That's where their headquarters are. Interesting. And they are 
misrepresenting themselves as a locally owned retailer to trick people into voting no on question three. Because their ultimate game is unlimited license. They want 18 full liquor licenses across the state, which they know is going to give them marketplace control, which is what they've gained in other states. They're in 27 states with over 220 superstores. Okay. That is not a locally owned business. So, um, so uh, let's, okay, well, since you, you know. But, you, but they're passing themselves off as a locally owned business. And right. They're that's call- what's so concerning about it. And they've dumped $3 million into Massachusetts, $15 million into Colorado to do the same thing, to wipe them out too. So there's a similar uh, ballot question in Colorado. There's three ballot questions in Colorado that collectively wipe out local retail. Okay, so um, just, you know, let's uh, have you respond to some of these criticisms. It says it cuts family-owned stores. This is deep in the fine print. Question three will reduce the number of licenses some family-owned businesses can hold by over 20%. These businesses are bedrocks of their communities and provide great customer service. Yeah, it's garbage. So let's talk about why it's garbage. Let's actually say what is in question three. You notice that the material that is provided doesn't actually give you any details. It's just a bunch of allegations. Yeah. Well, it's a, so, it's a direct mail. So, no one wants a reading assignment right. and a direct mail. Yeah. But there's no substance to the allegations. Right. That's what I'm getting at. There's just statements with nothing to back it up. Let's actually talk about what's in question three. Question three doubles the number of beer and wine licenses across the state. Right now, a retailer is allowed nine licenses, uh, nine off-premise licenses. What we do with question three as a compromise is we double the number of beer and wine licenses that a retailer can hold. Okay. So Roach Brothers or Market Basket could have nine additional licenses in the state of Massachusetts as a result of question three, and that expands convenience for the consumer. But it's done safely to protect local communities because we don't want to wipe out businesses by, while expanding licenses, we don't want to wipe out our mom and pops across the state. Sure. So what we do is we maintain, and this is something that the opposition doesn't want to do, but it's something that we do with question three. We intentionally maintain the local quota system so that there is local control in order to protect communities because a local licensing authority needs the ability to contain and control even the superstore from acting illegally. And that's what we do with question three. At the same time, what we do is we never should have gone to nine full liquor licenses to begin with. That was pushed on the industry by, again, Total Wine and other large corporate interests based out of the state of Massachusetts. So we never should have done it in the first place. It has resulted in For the past four years in a row, we've been losing over 200 stores across the state. They've been giving up their licenses, transferring their licenses to somebody else. That somebody else has been large corporate interests who have been taking their license. They've been buying their licenses, which results in the small business no longer existing. We've seen this for four years in a row since we went from seven to nine licenses. So what we do with question three is we expand up to 18 beer and wine licenses as a compromise to the um, food stores. Now, when you say 18 the, beer and wine uh, licenses, is that per municipality? No. 
Okay. Uh, and here's where some uh, I think some confusion uh, develops. There are two quota systems in the state of Massachusetts. There is the state quota system, which is right now allowing up to nine licenses for an individual or corporation. And then there's the municipal quota system. The municipal quota system is based on population, uh, one license per 5,000. And there's a rule in play that you can only have, or there's a regulation in play that you can only have one license per community. And that is to prevent marketplace control. Those um, elements do not change. And that's intentional because we don't want any company, particularly one with the power of a total wine, to be able to take over community upon community upon community. That always in the past has led to bad outcomes. So we prevent that. Uh, we allow expansion. People can have or companies can have stores throughout the state, but they won't be able to control pockets of the state. Okay. Um, which could result in, for example, what we call reverse inducements where the retailer has so much power they can actually induce the wholesaler for a better price over their competition and wipe them out. That's actually what Total Wine would like to be able to do. So uh, we prevent that from happening, and that's why we smartly expand the number of licenses with question three. So we're speaking with Robert Mellian, who was one of the primary drafters of, uh, of question three, and it says... Um you know, it also says that there's a char uh, there's a big hole in the in question three. It says it changes the law to give an advantage to companies that charge higher prices and have less selection and service. It's a terrible deal for deal for, deal for consumers. Um, so you're basically coming, coming from the company that has repeatedly introduced legislation to create illegal to legalize what are currently illegal discount schemes. Okay. Also coming from the corporation that was prosecuted by the ABCC in 2014. And instead of, I don't know, being uh, um, compliant with the ABCC, they sued the ABCC. The case went all the way to the SJC. Uh, the ruling in 2019 at the SJC was against Total Wine for the illegal discount scheme that they were doing at that time, which we call King of Quantity Discounts. And what did they do? Do they feel repentive about it? No, they they paid the fine, and they turned around and filed legislation the next year to overturn the court's decision. <laughs> That's the people who are putting out that communication to everybody in the state. Right. So um, the the last um, the last criticism they have is question three will double the licenses given to large grocery chains while at the same time cutting the number of licenses certain family owned businesses can hold. Another no licenses, yeah, no licenses are cut. Again, that's a misrepresentation. What question three does is it allows for, and I know why Total Wine wrote that. Total Wine's biggest competitor is Walmart. They fear yeah. Walmart. So they're worried that Walmart's going to get the upper hand on them. Mm -hmm. So what we do with question three again is we allow up to 18 beer and wine licenses across the state. No company can gain local control uh, right. with the way that we do it because we don't do anything to local control. We cap licenses at seven. Any company that is at nine licenses for full liquor licenses gets to keep them with question three. We grandfather them. Nobody loses a license. Misrepresentation.
Nobody loses a license with question three. So um, I think we've got a call on the line. I think some callers have questions. Do you mind taking a call? What? Absolutely. Good, good evening. Uh, hey, um, how you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, it seems like that this state just wants to restrict everything. You know, go to Florida, go down south, and you can buy, you can get beer or wine in almost any store. So why, why are you restricting licenses in this state, liquor licenses, and where you can create more competition and prices would, would when, when there's more competition, prices go down? Great question. Excellent question. So let's look at Florida. Florida is a free-for-all. Uh, Florida, uh, actually, what's interesting about Florida is that you know, not only can you buy alcohol anywhere in Florida, including a vending machine, um, Florida, the companies down there, actually a couple of them recently got prosecuted here in Massachusetts because they've been illegally shipping alcohol into Massachusetts. Um, there, there's a bit of a free-for-all that goes on in Florida uh, when it comes to alcohol retail. On the issue of competition, our right. membership is comprised of competitors with one another. You know, one of the criticisms that, or one of the uh, arguments that Total Wine makes in their uh, literature and in their ads is that we're fearing competition. My board of directors at the Massachusetts Package Stores Association are competitors with one another. Our members are competitors with one another. Nobody fears competition. The issue is creating a marketplace advantage for oneself over everybody else. And the problem is when you create marketplace advantages in a industry that sells a regulated product with a very bad history, one that has often led to corruption, it typically leads to bad outcomes. And it typically leads to bad outcomes for communities. And there's a balance when it comes to alcohol. And that's what we maintain with this ballot question. And that's one of the things that we do here in Massachusetts really well is maintain a balance. And I have to say, one of the things that we're really proud of is that Governor Baker saw through this, and he has actually endorsed question three. He did say it was similar to legislation that he wanted to pass in the uh, state legislature. So I yeah. did hear him say that. So. All right. Thanks for the call. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, so we're speaking with Robert Millian. Uh, he is one of the drafters of Question 3. And before we let you go, just one more time, what Question 3 does, and just one last pitch to the audience of why you think uh, people should vote yes on 3. So Question 3 expands convenience by allowing more beer and wine licenses across the state, but it does it safely. And one of the ways that it does it safely, for example, that we didn't talk about is that we do ban self-checkout. There's no good reason for self-checkout of alcohol and that's because you can't self-check out medication you can't self-check out cigarettes you can't self-check out cannabis i'm actually against self-checkout as a practice in general because it's like i don't work here but um uh so i don't want to do the work uh that that of uh, you know but anyway so there's no self-checkout of so alcohol self yes and what we do is we cha we change the fine structure so the default in uh when you engage in illegal retail of alcohol in Massachusetts, the default is a suspension of the license. That's the default under uh, Chapter 138, Section uh, 23. So what we do is, uh, in lieu of a suspension, a store can negotiate a fine 
uh, in lieu of the suspension, provided that the ABCC accepts the negotiated uh, fine. We change the basis of the fine. Right now, the basis of the fine is just on a percentage of alcohol sales. And this was written back in the 1970s, back when it was only alcohol retailers who sold. It was only uh, liquor stores that sold alcohol back at that time. We changed the fine structure in lieu of the suspension. So the, the suspension is always the default. In lieu of it, the fine structure with question three would be uh, based off of retail sales instead of just alcohol sales. And that's to address all the multi-channel retail that has come into Massachusetts, who right now pays barely any fine in lieu of the suspension. Uh, while a liquor store, for example, like a Cappy's or a Cardoza, uh, they would they would basically be paying in a fine uh, would be the equivalent of their net revenue for the year. Right. Um, so this levels the playing field on that issue. And that's why we do that. The store can always accept the suspension. And I think what's also important for people to know is that if a store accepts a suspension, it's a suspension of the liquor license. They can still sell bread. They can still sell TVs if it's a Walmart. They can still sell food. They can sell whatever they like. They just can't sell the alcohol during the suspension. Right. So, you know, they're not closed. No one's going to be closed down during a snowstorm. That's, that's a fake argument, too. Um, so that's what question three does. And then, as I said earlier with you, it also addresses IDs. We're the only state in the United States doesn't, that doesn't let a retailer, whether it's Fenway Park or a restaurant or a liquor store, rely on an out-of-state ID. But meanwhile, you can you know, use a Rhode Island license and buy cannabis in Massachusetts with it. Right. So we fix that. Robert Million, uh, MassPAC, um, we appreciate you coming on and better explaining this uh, This. Um, question to us and uh where can people go to maybe learn more about it or learn more about mass pack they can yeah so they can learn more at yes on three mass.com yes on three mass.com and a vote yes on question three is a vote in support of your local retailer beer wine and spirits and that's why you're seeing so many of them across this state asking their customers and asking people in massachusetts please vote yes on three Robert Million, Mass Pack, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you for the great questions. Of course. So uh, that was Robert Million of Mass Pack explaining his position on question three. Um, we have to uh, take a break, but when we get back, I'll take your calls, open phone lines for the rest of the program at 508 996 0500. That's how you can get on. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Anyway. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Uh, so that was Robert Mellian from Yes on 3. I hope that was helpful. Uh, if you want to listen to it again at the end of this hour, the podcast will be available. You can go on WBSM.com. You can go on the WBSM app. Uh, you can go on anywhere where podcasts are offered uh, and download it. I actually like using the app uh, a lot of times. I mean, I have I have Apple uh, Podcasts. I have Spotify. Those are fine. Um, I think the app's a really good way to make sure you can access the um uh access the uh the you know the full catalog of our podcasts uh if you go onto the app you basically you log on you, you can 
you know, you can press the little app button and it has it right there under the, you know, because you, you have the main story, you, you know, you have like the main, uh, one of the, headli- the, he- the, the headlining story that you can swipe uh, right under it is um, listen live, app chat, and podcasts. So if you want to send a message on the app chat, you can. Uh, if you want to, uh, uh, but if you want to listen to the podcast, you press the pause podcast button. Um, basically, you know, you might have to get through an ad or, you know, might have to get through an ad. That's, you know, how we keep the lights on here. But then you see our entire catalog and it's basically, uh, you know, um, you know, you'll see South Coast Night, the Barry Richard show, the Jess Machado show. My old show is still there. If you want to, you know, uh, Go deep into the archives and hear some of the uh, the uh, original Marcus Farrow content. Um, Tim Weisberg show Town Square Sunday with Jim, uh, Kate uh, Robinson's new segments, and then you click on South Coast tonight, and you'll see. You know, you can have the entire catalog of our show. Uh, there's descriptions there, so you know what's what the content is. If you want to catch, let's say, the Plymouth County DA's debate which we had yesterday here at South Coast tonight from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., uh, you can find that under the, you know, October 31st, hour one. You can see the Plymouth County. I have it in the uh, in the description there, so you can, you can check it out. Uh, it is, I think... Like I said, I think the app's really the best way uh, to 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 access the content here, um, the good local content here here at WBSM. So uh, you can you can send app chat messages. You you can you can listen to the podcast. You can listen live anywhere. You know, I had a friend actually was uh, was was texting me asking me to um, you know what the uh, FM signal was because uh, they might have been out of the AM signal and it was. You know, the RFM signal is 99.5. Uh, I don't, some people still might not know that, that we have an AM and FM signal. Uh, so if you're out of the FM signal range or the AM signal range, you might be able to access our FM signal and vice versa. You might be able to get the AM signal if you're out of the FM signal uh, range. Um, so it's good to toggle between those two, 1420 AM and 99.5 uh, FM. But you can also, uh, I just said, you know, just use the app like just use the app if you're if you're and it was like because they're commuting to boston like well just if you use the app or you can stream on wbsm.com if you don't want to download the app for whatever reason i don't know why but if you don't want to download the app for whatever reason you can just stream it on uh on wbsm.com too there's a there's a button you can press there to play live and it basically just plays live and so you can check that out as well so um that's my pitch for the app. I think you really should download it. I think it's um, you know more and more people are downloading it. I, you know we can see the uh, we can see the metrics here, and there's a lot of people that get a, you know that that want to access the content that way through the WBSM app, and I, I really do think that's the best way to do it. So anyway, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That was Robert Melly in a question three. I thought it was important to have him on to explain his position on that. Again, I hope it was helpful. Uh, I did see. And I did have a caller call last week about question three, so I hope that caller uh, happened to be listening and uh, and heard it. And uh, if they didn't, I hope they can access the podcast later. But um, I did get a mailer, an anti, and one of the reasons I thought it was important, I did get an anti question three mailer, and I and I was like, I have it here. I might as well read some of the criticisms here and see if you can respond to them. So I've been getting a lot of mailers lately, and if you've been getting mailers. I'm interested to know which ones you're getting um, because 
during the primary, I got a lot more direct mail from statewide candidates. In, f- in fact, I can't remember the last time I got a direct mail from any statewide candidates thus far during the general. So I haven't gotten anything from like during the during the actual primary, we got a I got a couple Andrea Campbell ma- mailers. Uh, I got more than one Andrea Campbell mailer. I got, I believe I got the Zoglio and Dempsey mailers too. I definitely got uh, Shameless Reardon uh, mailers. Um, I don't think I got any Dealer Doty ones because I'm not voting in that primary. I'm a registered Democrat, so uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten any Dealer Doty mailers. In fact, I don't remember any. Obviously, got some Haru, and I got a couple. Uh, I got a couple Haru mailers and uh, Bernie or mailer. Uh, for the sheriff's primary, and I got a bunch of Tom Quinn mailers, and I got a lot of uh, a bunch of Tom Quinn mailers, like a lot. <laughs> and um, some were from him, and some were from Baker's mass majority pack, I believe. One of them, and I believe this was one of Quinn's mailers, quoted Chris McCarthy's column. Actually, quoted had a direct quote from Chris McCarthy's uh, column on the on the DA's race. Um, so. I feel like the the direct mails we got like were more diverse in the types of races they were covering. Of course, I got direct mail from Bill Strauss and um, and from Rick Trapillo too. I might have still gotten some from from Bill Strauss. I'm not sure if he's still sending out direct mail, but um, we, I got I got I got five direct mails today. Um, well, one of them. No, I got four direct mails. Someone else showed me another one that they got, but I had I brought five direct mails with me. Uh, one of them was from a union endorsing, you know, endorsing question one, question four, uh, and uh, three can- um, and I think three candidates. I think it was Healy, Driscoll, and Campbell. Uh, the other is um, endorsing question one and question four question one being the millionaire's tax and question four being the driver's license bill i also got but what i um i also know that uh seiu i believe uh from what i'm hearing is calling uh members of their union and asking them uh you know basically asking them if they are they're, they're telling them who they endorsed which was more healy and andrea campbell and if they're going to um and if they're going to vote, uh, if they're if they if that if they're going to vote for that person in the next uh, in the upcoming um, in the upcoming election, so I got the three other mailers. I got one was from the Mass Dems, which makes sense that it hit my door. One was from the Mass Dems, and one was from the Working Families Party. Now the ones from the Mass Dems and the Working Families Party, one was a uh, one was an anti-Hodgson uh, attack mailer, and that was from the Mass Dems. And I'm trying to find it actually, looking for it. Uh, yeah, so there's an anti-Hodgson uh, mailer, and it's from the actual Mass Dems. Actually, the first the um, the 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 front of it has you know basically all her rows. It looks just like Hero's, some of Hero's mailers that I've received. All of his, you know, whatever, his resume, his qualifications. And then uh, uh, has Police Chief George McNeil on the cover of it uh, at the bottom. There's a picture of Hero and McNeil saying, uh, Somerset Police Chief George McNeil uh, says, 
uh, you know, basically endorses Hodgson. I mean, endorses uh, Hero. On the back, it has some anti-Hodgson stuff. It shows him with a bunch of Trump, uh, Trump garb, you know, Trump hat, Trump shirt, uh, at a Trump rally, and also shows uh, that he has a um, the the Confederate tie thing. Basically, uh, shows the Confederate tie thing. So um, the 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 front is you know just basically a pro hero thing. The back is a bit more. I think like a very, it's kind of brutal. It's a visceral, like, uh, I think it's meant to, I think, trigger some type of um, maybe Trump, uh, anti-Trump uh, sentiment in Democratic voters. It is mailed out to mass Dems. I can't imagine they're mailing out out to a lot of Republican voters. Probably not because they don't want to get the Republicans going. They don't want to motivate the Republicans. So that was the anti-Hodgson mailer I got today. I, three direct mails. Three direct mails in one day. Um, I also got this other one from the Working Families Party. It's basically a pro-hero one. It's got a picture of him. says a few of his policies, whatever. But then I got... Looking for, I'm trying to pull them up. Then I got a... I also got a pro-Hodgson mailer. Now, this one is from the Massachusetts Majority Pack. That's Charlie Baker's pack. So they, uh, him and Hodgson are friends. There's a picture of Baker and Hodgson... Right on the front of it. Uh, and it says, um, you know, basically vote Tom Hodgson. He does, you know, he's got experience. He's this and that. Pictures of him uh, at a rally. Uh, pictures of him at a rally. Pictures of him with uh, Governor Baker. I think this picture of him, I think he's talking to Evan Gendro in this picture. It's a side profile. It looks just like him, though. And. Uh, then on the front, re-elect Tom Hodgson basically is what it says, uh, and it you know gives times to vote. Um, it's interesting though. The it's not it's addressed to somebody who's it went to my house, but it's not addressed to me. You know, because everyone has or current resident, right? Um, it says, you know, such and such or current resident. That way it doesn't get rescinded. Uh, that was like a famous thing, apparently, that Chris McCarthy said happened in the John Quinn, Tom Hodgson race in 2010, where he was basically like, uh, you know, he, he, he sent out a, a mailer to northern Bristol County, but didn't put or current resident. So a lot of it got sent back, which is pretty brutal. Um, but this this one, the Massachusetts Majority Pact. Now, keep in mind. I'm a registered Democrat, right? It has an it, it has the name of somebody who doesn't live at uh, at my house, and who has never lived at my house. I know the the total number of people. I know every single person who has lived in my house before. This person or the people that it's addressed to don't live in my house. So I wonder if it was going out to me or is meant to go out to somebody who was unenrolled, but some for some reason had my some reason had my uh, address on it but either way those are the three mailers i got today one uh two uh two outside expenditure uh, political action committee um two political action committee expenditures 
uh, one on behalf of her, one on Hodgson, one against Sarah Hodgson. If you got any mailers, I'm interested to know how many mailers you got. Again, I got three today. That was quite uh, for one election. I, I said the this is the most direct mail I've gotten since the Liz Warren Scott Brown Senate race in 2012. You guys remember that? I remember that. That was 10 years ago. I got so much direct mail uh, for those two candidates. It was pretty incredible. Uh, from and a lot of that, obviously, from outside, um, outside packs. So, all right, I'm going to take a break. Fourteen twenty WBS zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. It's how you can get on the show tonight. You can also message me in the app chat. I was asking. Uh, actually, you can send me pictures if you got mailers. You can send me pictures. Uh, you can tell me about them on the app chat. Or you can give me a call. Um, one of one of our listeners actually just messaged me a mailer. A direct mail, uh, and it was from the Working Families Party again. So that's against Hodgson. It it is a very good mailer. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's it's uh, so it's like basically a file. It looks like a like a, a Manila file, and it says Hodgson's public record 1997 to pres, uh, present. And then you can open it up, and there's just like you know newspaper clippings of unflattering headlines for Hodgson. There's a picture of him and Trump in there, like a like a Polaroid um, photo type of thing. And then on the end, it has like a little note, and it says it's extremist record. It's really good. It's it's very visually entertaining. The clippings are like the headlines are just enough. Uh, it's a very good mailer. It's a very very good mailer. It has like very easy to write, uh, read headlines, and that's coming from the working family families party. They're really putting a lot of money behind Mayor Hero in this race. It's quite a thing, uh, honestly. Um, and, uh, these mailers, you know, I didn't get that one. That's from a listener in New Bedford, but if you got one, you can send it to me. Um, you can send it to me via app chat, or if you, if you, if you're lucky enough to have my cell phone number, you can text it to me. Um, but we got that message from a listener in New Bedford. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, five, zero, eight, nine, nine, six, six, uh, seven, uh, not sorry, sorry, five, zero, eight, nine, nine, six, oh, five hundred. I almost gave you my childhood phone number. Um, <laughs> But uh, I got to take a break. The WBSM app is. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. We're actually going to go into the uh, third hour. Open phone lines. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, and, yeah, those are the mailers. If you got some mailers, like I said, I got that one sent by a listener in New Bedford. Uh, a nice, uh, I think a really well done mailer from the Working Families Party. Um, I did see another one from a, uh, a listener some time ago by the Mass GOP that went after Hero for, um, you know, the, uh, remember the famous sex offenders ad that Hodgson ran for like a, a week or maybe like a week or so and then got pulled. Um, hitting some of those points as well. Again, like uh, the lettering and all that, it was, it was, it was pretty good. I think it was a fact. I think it was a, a pretty good mailer. I think went to registered Republicans and unenrolled, uh, didn't, didn't hit me, uh, didn't hit my mailbox. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're closing out the first hour. I'll talk to you guys in the third hour of the, uh, of the program. Again, Chris will be back tomorrow, but, uh, it's open phone lines. There's no guests in the third hour. We did have Arthur Hirsch on, uh, at seven to talk about the, his work on the sheriff's race. And we did have, um, 
uh, Robert Melian uh, to talk about question three. I mean, the sheriff's race, but the thing is with that is there wouldn't be, it's just such an interesting race. I mean, there wouldn't be $400,000 at least in outside, I think up to half a million now, if you count the expenditures Hodgson's getting from Baker's pack, there wouldn't be at least half a million dollars in outside money being poured into this race if it weren't effective, if it weren't uh, interesting. So, 